Hey guys, hope you're doing well, and I hope you're ready to have some fun this week. We're going to be talking about the worst fan bases in all of sports. Just something I wanted to spontaneously do, and I hope you guys will enjoy it. You know the rules. Drop the beat. Let's go. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to another installment of the Mind of Mike J podcast. And I want to thank Facebook, actually, for my inspiration this week. Uh, again, as you, heard, as you guys have already know, this is going to be the worst fan bases in all of sports. That's talking professional and collegiate. And I got my inspiration from... It was a meme that I saw going around. A lot of my friends were sharing it just talking about it had like a whole bunch of logos and it said who has the worst fan base and I thought it was just fun so I figured why not actually do an episode on it and give my give my thoughts on who I think the worst fan bases in sports are and I want to be very clear this is just meant to be for fun I'm really not trying to generalize or talk about anybody this is clearly coming from just my personal experience and what I think from what I see. And honestly, everybody is going to have a different answer for for this. Everyone's going to have a different answer for this question. And that's what makes it fun. So I'm just going to go ahead and get right into it. What I did, I had actually thought about putting these in groups. But, or excuse me, what I thought about doing was putting them in order and as far as like maybe like a top 10 or a top 5. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought it would be easier to put these guys in groups. So what I did was just make different groups and I've because I feel like that was an easier way and I could encompass a lot more teams and a lot more fan bases that I feel like need to be talked about. But I figured... First of all, what we need to establish is what makes a a bad fan base or a hated fan base or what qualifies a fan base to be listed amongst the worst, in my opinion. There are a couple things. First of all, chances are if you're on this list, it's because your fan base is because your, t- your team has to be somewhat successful to be on this list. That's number one. This isn't just like throwing dirt on people that are already bad. Because let's be honest, you don't really hate the fans of a team that doesn't win at all. Nobody goes around talking about Browns fans or nobody talk goes around talking about Jaguars fans or, uh, you know, fans of the Timberwolves. I mean, nobody it's the, the, the reality is nobody really cares because they're not winning. There has to hate is winning with synonymous, excuse me, hate is synonymous with winning. That's number one. So, again, don't be sensitive. If your team is on this list, it is because they are somewhat successful. It's just your fans and some of the people that follow the team are just a little obnoxious. I think the media has a lot to do with the teams, a lot of the teams that are going to be on this list, too. I think a lot of us just, the more you 
a lot of these teams get a lot of coverage from the media, so we see a lot of them, and maybe that's what plays into it a little bit as well. The list, the list is just meant to be fun. I mean, some some teams just have straight obnoxious fans. Some you just are tired of seeing them win. Others are just flat out illogical. Like there are, I, there are fans of certain teams that I can't even. I feel like I can't even have a conversation with. So it's it's a lot. A lot goes into it, but the. What I what I ended up doing was categorizing all these into four main groups, and I'm gonna go through them one by one. Number one, first group in of first group of terrible fan bases is the history book group. These are teams that, or what I call the history book group. These are teams that are they were very good at one point. It hasn't really been recently, but their high points were very high, and they tend to always bring it up. Chances are, if you're having a conversation with a fan of one of these teams, at some point, something they did in the early 2000s or the 90s will probably come up. Those teams are the Cowboys, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the New York Yankees. Cowboys, they're... ESPN has done a very good job of documenting of documenting how Cowboys fans are. It's every every single year the media turns re, just revolves. I feel like the a certain point of the NFL world revolves around the Dallas Cowboys. Some somehow they're always in the news regardless of how they're doing. And they have had some good years, and they have had some bad. I'm not going to sit there and say that the Cowboys are just irrelevant all the time. But it does seem like regardless of how they're doing, they find a way to be in the news pretty much every week. And they have a, and their, and their fan base kind of reflects that. I think because they're always in the news, I guess... I just get this feeling that Cowboys fans always feel like their team is better than they really are, and it's and it is slightly annoying. I my main beef with Cowboys, my main beef with Cowboys fans is that they're always under the impression that they're. I get the feeling that Cowboys fans feel like they're they're always like one step away from contending for a Super Bowl. And to be completely honest, there's only two or three teams per year that realistically have a shot at winning a Super Bowl. And it's very rare that the Cowboys are one of them. Nothing wrong with having faith in your team, but you need to be a little bit more realistic sometimes. That's all. Uh, Los Angeles Lakers, I throw in this category because a lot of them are really, a lot of the Lakers fans I personally know are really just Kobe fans. And they just kind of they they now that they're they were Kobe fans for so long they don't really I feel like they don't really like the Lakers like that anymore but they've been they've been pulling this charade of being Kobe fans masquerading as Laker fans for so long now they have to pretend that they really like the Lakers and it's. Obviously, the Lakers are struggling right now. And I might be speaking too soon 
because they're going to have the number two pick in the draft. This is a very deep draft. They have a re- very real opportunity to turn it around. And L.A. is a place that NBA free agents would like to play. So they have that luxury as well. So I might be speaking too soon on them being a history book group. But the Lakers might become a right now a right now group very soon. But for the most part, Lakers fans and by extension Kobe fans can be very frustrating to talk to. The New York Yankees are also in this group. As a Mets fan, this this definitely hits home for me because I feel like it hasn't been a contest as far as who's the better New York team within the last few years. Not this year, but as but you know, tell that to a Yankee fan. It's it you kinda it's it become the conversation becomes what the Yankees have done in the past and not what they have done recently. But the Yankees to an extent, have earned that. They kind of have built up an organ- a very successful organization. So I guess that's part of the perks of being a Yankees fan is you get to talk about stuff like that. Uh, which brings me to my next point, the upstart group. This is the group, these are the teams that I'm pretty sure had no fans before 2010. Seattle Seahawks and the Golden State Warriors. Does anybody know any Seahawks fans, any legitimate Seahawks fans outside of the city of Seattle from before 2010? Because it seems to be a lot of them hanging, floating around now within the last few years, the Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson years. Golden State Warriors, same way. I remember not even... Not even back in 2000, I think it was 2007, when they had Baron Davis and Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes and those guys, and they knocked off the number one seed Dallas Mavericks, which had never happened at the time. Or, excuse, they, were in, they were in eight seed, they knocked off Dallas, who was number one. At the time, that had never happened. And I'm pretty sure then there weren't even a whole lot of Warriors fans. And again... Outside of outside of Oakland, I just want to be very clear that obviously people from Oakland like the Warriors because they don't have a choice. But yeah, it just seems like so it seems like there's a lot of those. I feel like a, a majority of their fan base has shown up within the last few years. I could be wrong. That's just what it seems like to me. Uh, next group, group number three, the bully group. These are teams that we would really, really like to see fail half the time. And more often than not, they just don't. And it pisses you off because you want to see them. You want to talk crap about them, but you really can't. Alabama football and New England Patriots. I actually don't have any beef with Alabama or their fans. I admire what Nick Saban is doing. But I was I would hate to be an Auburn fan. I'm just go ahead and say that. That's that's supposed to be a rivalry. Uh it's it's getting to the point where you can't really recover from Alabama's gained so much ground on Auburn these last few years, it's kinda hard to that's gonna be hard ground to make up. I mean I couldn't I couldn't take it. If I was a if I was a fan of a rivalry that passionate, 
and I was on the wrong side of it, that would hurt my heart. I'd have to just find something else to do. The Patriots, I... I just don't... I've, I've never really been a big fan of the New England Patriots. I think Tom I think Tom Brady has kind of got his own set of rules since that one year that he broke his leg. But... You know, you can't be... You can't be but so critical because... At the end of the day, they win games. So, it's like, well, what, what am I supposed to do? Again, you would like to see them fail. And the crazy thing is, it doesn't seem like... You have no reason to believe that they can't take it all again this year or the year after that. Like, it doesn't seem like it's ever going to end. Tom Brady's, damn, halfway to 50 years old, still playing lights out. But... You know, you just got to deal. Unfortunately, you just got to deal with it. Their day will we their day will come. Their day will come. It just doesn't seem like it'll be anytime soon. I wanted to throw New England in the upstart group so bad, but unfortunately, they've been successful long enough to where I can't really You mean I would have to call them an upstart team as of like 2002. And I thought about it. I didn't. Even, I wasn't even watching sports like that until two thousand, until around the early two thousands, two thousand and two. I was on eleven, twelve years old. So, unfortunately, they would fall in the bully category. Last group is the boom or bust group. These are the teams that think they're bullies, but they're really not. They win often enough to where they can be a real pain in the butt. These teams are a nightmare when they're winning. But fortunately for those of us that don't like them or their fans, they have enough off years to where they're tolerable to where it's tolerable. Duke men's basketball, Boston Red Sox, and pretty much any college team from Florida. Miami Hurricanes, Florida State, Florida Gators, and every last one of them. Their fans are just obnoxious. I, I really can't I really can't put it any other way. I I don't know what it is about any of them. I just get the I just get this very obnoxious vibe from from Florida football team from college football Florida teams the Boston Red Sox I I had a for some reason I developed a really bad taste for people from Boston around the time I was in high school that was when the Red Sox if anybody remembers the Red Sox the Celtics and the New England Patriots all won championships and I think the Bruins too all won championships within like a one to two year span. And I remember back then it was like everybody was from Boston. Everybody all of a sudden was from Boston after that happened. So I got a, I grew a really, I grew a really sour taste for Boston people around that time. So now whenever I see the Red Sox doing well, it just doesn't really sit well with me. But then again, it doesn't happen often enough to where it's that big a deal. 
obviously being, I don't think you have to be a Carolina fan to appreciate why I put Duke in this category. Duke men's basketball fans are some of the most frustrating people to try to have a conversation with. You know, because according to them, according to Duke people, they're better than they're better than UNC according to them on what basis I don't know, but you know, that that's what they'll tell you. And I talked about this in a previous podcast how they'll They'll swear up and down Coach K is the best coach ever with complete disregard for John Wooden, which I talked about. And according to them, the UNC-Duke rivalry didn't start until like 1996. Apparently nothing, there was no basketball played prior to 1996. Because every time you try to talk about the Duke-UNC rivalry, it's the last 20 years. And anything before the last 20 years is irrelevant. A lot of people don't know this, but UNC Tar Heels basketball was retroactively awarded a national championship by the press for the 1923-24 season. So if you want to be technical, UNC basketball has seven national titles. The reason why I bring this up is because, you know, the only two times... I've ever had a conversation about this championship. It was brought up by Duke fans. It wasn't UNC fans. It was Duke fans. Twice. Twice I've gotten in, we've gotten into conversations about championships. And before I even say anything, Duke fans will be like, no, no, no. Well, just because y'all won a title in 1924, y'all going to count that as, y'all, y'all, count, y'all really going to count that? I was like, I wasn't bringing that up. You did. I said nothing about it. I've had two Duke fans offer to fight me this year over over a dang-on basketball game because I said something about them losing to South Carolina. How many other how many other fan bases do y'all know with people that will offer people that you don't know very well will offer to fight you, call you name, call you out of your name, call you all kinds of call you all kinds of colorful words over a basketball game. I'm just saying, who else has fans like this? Fortunately, the way I'm talking about them, you would think they'd be the worst, and they're not. I will actually, to much surprise, much to a lot of people's surprise, I'm sure, Duke is actually not the worst fan base. Which brings me to my final point. The number one Worst fan base in all of sports. The University of Kentucky in Lexington basketball. I This is a recent development for me. But the more I listen to Kentucky fans, the more I realize they're the worst group of people on this planet. They combine every group that I just listed. Historically, they're very good, so you so they bring a lot of the past up. A lot of Kentucky fans are upstart people that have just hopped on that have just hopped on since John Calipari got there. They're bullies to an extent because they dominate recruiting, and they are in the top, and they do 
had do a pretty good job of staying within top rank within the top five rankings or being contender for the final four in the national title. But they're also in the but they're also a bit of boomer bust too, because really, outside of two thousand twelve, they have no titles despite having the best talent pretty much every year for almost a decade. Go to any article if you found, go to any positive article written about UNC basketball within the months of March or April, you will find the comment section filled with mostly Kentucky fans talking crap. Oh, UNC's going to get sanctioned. UNC cheated. The refs. I have never seen a whinier fan base in my life. Kentucky is like, you ever seen somebody get knocked out in a fight? Just get completely knocked out clean. Then get up five minutes later after everybody left and get up still talking crap. That's Kentucky basketball. That's how bad they are. They have taken... They have taken the number one... They campaigned for the number one spot for worst fan base of all time. Not to mention, didn't they riot... They, they riot after every big loss. They're out in the streets breaking stuff, busting out people's windows, doing all kinds of crazy crap. But I will say this. For anyone that might share in my sentiment about Kentucky basketball, please watch any reaction video from this year's Elite Eight game. That's probably the single greatest... That's probably the single greatest reaction video I've ever seen. Just a whole room of Kentucky fans having their hearts broken. That's just great. That's just great. That was great stuff to me. That was just a sight to behold. But that's just my take. I'm sure everybody's got a different opinion, but that's just me. Uh, But I'd like to hear you guys' thoughts. I really will. I'm going to put this up and we can talk about it. I would really like to get everybody's thoughts on this one. And I feel like this is a conversation that anyone who even remotely watches sports can participate. But as always, I got to get to this L of the week. And this week, I have to not award it to a person, but more of an it's more of an abstract award this week. The L of the week goes to the NBA playoffs as a whole. It's just not even really fun to watch anymore. It's really just turned into a whole bunch. Of, the only people really watching it are dudes that hate LeBron. Cuz they just want to see him mess up so they can get on so they can share memes and talk a whole bunch of crap. Everyone else is like, "I'm not I'm not watching it." Cuz you we already know we already and I and I've kind of said this before, but we kind of already know who's going to make the finals. It feels like torture having to watch these games. The Warriors somehow, some way, have managed to run into another team that has just been ravaged by injuries. Not sure how this keeps happening, but it does. So we all, that's looking like a sweep. The only thing that it even has people somewhat engaged is the fact that Cleveland lost last night. 
but no one in their right mind thinks that they're going to lose. I just, I don't mind. I don't, it's, it's not so much who makes the finals. It's just how that they're, it's just how they're getting there. Like you get the impression that we're watching teams from two completely different leagues sometimes. So it's an L in the sense that it's just, I, I I just can't I just can't watch it. I I'm, I I really I really wish we could just fast forward to the NBA finals because and I felt like and this is really how I felt all season. Like I've really felt like there's no point in what we're watching so far from day 1 of the regular season until now. So, hopefully this will end within the next week. And we'll be back. I can hopefully come back next week and talk about how excited I am for the finals. In the meantime, appreciate you guys listening. This has been another episode of the Mind of Mike J podcast. New episodes every Monday on Mike J Monday. This is me signing off. See y'all next week.